This week, Alexis and Susie watched The Wolf of Wall Street by splitting it in half and having one person watch the first half and one person watch the second half. I voted for Trump. I became pro-Trump. Rice wrote good vampire books, perfectly good vampire books. Okay. And they made Interview with the Vampire and they cast Tom Cruise in it okay. in the role of Lestat, which was foolish. Okay. Foolish. I just found out that they made A Queen of the Damned, which is one of the sequels of Interview with the Vampire. Mm-hmm. And they just combined the book plot of Vampire Lestat with Queen of the Damned. Mm-hmm. Aaliyah is queen of the is the queen like a little singer yes and then they also what re- year did this come out like 2000 <laughs> they had to recast everybody but then they also in this movie <laughs> wait did she like no 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 like they recast him from the first movie because oh, fucking oh. brad pitt and tom cruise aren't coming back for this and then nobody wants them back also, one of the driving forces of Lestat's character in the books is that he was in love with Lewis or okay. Louis, I don't remember, who, play, who was played by Brad Pitt. The point I'm trying to make is, in Queen of the Damned, they made it so that his ex-lover was a woman and just ignored this entire character that was Brad Pitt in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why they fucked up these movies so badly. Like, these were good books that people read and liked. Right. That's all. I just really needed to get that off my chest in a recorded format. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you need to get off your chest? I finished Sex in the City, and I caught up. Well, I read a spoiler that I assumed happened in the first series, and then it didn't. And then I thought maybe it happened in the first movie, and then it didn't. Then I thought maybe it happened in the second movie, and halfway through the second movie, I was like, well, I really hope this happens, because this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And then it didn't happen, and then it happened in the series, the second series that started in 2021. So the spoiler was... Uh, the spoiler that I saw in, like, 2003, season three, <laughs> that I was, that kind of made me want to keep watching the show, because I kind of lost interest at that point. Yeah. But I was like, I kind of want to see that play out, and, uh... It just didn't. It just, it just didn't. How many seasons are there of that? So there's six seasons of the original show, two f- feature films that were in movie theaters. So like when the when I watched the first movie, I genuinely was like, "Wow, I bet this was so much fucking fun when this came out." Like if like you and your friends were really into Sex in the City, like it was like big. There was like an Alicia Keys New York song, like it was so fun and like I got it. They like left New York, they went to Mexico and it made sense for like 20 minutes of the movie, but the rest was in New York City. The girls were all together. It was fun. It was great. But the second movie was literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. But other people talk about it, so I'm glad. There's a podcast that apparently, for one year straight, they watch that movie once a week. That's horrible. (laughs) We should get them on our show (laughs) to collab. (laughs) Also, most people also think the new show sucks, but... Do you think the new show sucks? I have mixed feelings about it. I think I just was in so far. I can't. There's bad things in it. (laughs) It's not a good show. 
I also like wouldn't recommend it to my friends. Does it work for like a nostalgia? Well, it's hard for. I guess it's probably hard for you to comment on the nostalgia of Sex in the City it's when very you just hard. watched yeah. it. Also, I have some friends that were like, "Oh, I grew up watching it," and I'm like, "Maybe that works for you." I've been watching the Vampire Diaries, mm-hmm. and everybody I talk to about it is like, "So fun!" I remember when I watched that when it came out. I don't know how everyone knew about this show except for me when it was on. Did you watch it when it was on? No, I only started watching it like recently. Yeah, but it's Nina Dobrev at her peak. Can I say something? Please. I don't know who that is. The uh, Candace from Perks Me Wallflower. Oh, you were meant. You kept bringing her up. By I'm Nina. sorry, I never gave that context. I don't expect you to know who fucking Nina Dobrev is. When you kept saying her name the other day, I was like. It's Candace from Perks Being okay. Wallflower. She plays basically the same character. Okay. Okay. Like, that's that's yeah. That's all making sense now. Oh my god! Wow, that just gave. That's all I think up here. Yo, everybody, chill. Ryuk, Ryuk. Just because it was your birthday this month. You think you can just step on boogers? Simba. <laughs> Vienna's like, whoa. <laughs> that cat is in the air. <laughs> okay, so welcome back to the old switcheroo, the show where we. Don't watch the whole movie. Yep. This week, we didn't watch the entirety of Wolf of Wall Street, which is good, because that bitch is three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I don't know if I could have watched it for three hours. I couldn't even watch it for an hour and a half. I know for a fact I couldn't. I'll tell you this now. When I got to my starting point, because I had the second half, mm-hmm. I started watching it, and then once I got bored, I paused for a bathroom break. It had been three and a half minutes. I was going to say, what was it? Three minutes, yeah. No, I fell asleep about ten minutes in. <laughs> I'm like, a deep, like the deepest sleep I've had in days. <laughs> then I woke up and I was like, fuck, I gotta watch Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. I went to the bathroom. I like took a walk around the block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, not for me, I'll say. Mm-hmm. I can understand why like a shitty person would like this movie. I actually can't. I can un- I can see <laughs> I can watch I can see people liking this movie. And like the I wouldn't. There was a couple moments where I was like, "Oh, this is fun slash funny." I laughed once. I laughed twice and I wrote them down. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it is not a movie for me. You know how so I don't think we ever talked about the bear on here, but I started watching the bear and you were like this is the most masculine show I've ever seen you, like, watch. hmm When I kind of lost interest in The Bear, that's when I got, like, really hardcore into Sex in the City again, because it was, like, the absolute opposite. Yeah. This show made me kind of want to watch Sex in the City, or this movie did. Just for balance. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I don't really care that much about money. Well, <laughs> is the this movie's got to be satire, right? Like it is. It's like it's it's supposed to be. Like they're making fun of the Wall Street people. The problem is the hang up I have is that Jordan Belfort's a real guy. I was going to say it's a real guy. That's what I don't like. I don't like that that dude sold his the rights to his life story to be portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio. So in Sex and the City, there's an episode where they go to Wall Street. And it looked like this, the whole like the whole scene, 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, that's weird, because it looked like the previews I had seen of this movie. And then, like, a few weeks ago, I saw a video of... I've been trying to remember what actor it was. It wasn't Jerry Seinfeld, but it might as well have been. Someone like that goes to Wall Street, and it's, like, real footage of him, like, walking into Wall Street. I don't think they were on Wall Street in my half. Can you tell me what you're talking about? <laughs> like, what, when you say Wall Street, is it, like, the yellow brick road? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, like when the they bowl? go and, like, sell, like, stocks and stuff. And Did you like see the bowl? It. There was a clip of the bull at the beginning. I don't think I saw the bull. There was like half a... I saw it for like half a second. Oh, 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 oh. When they're in the big room. That's Wall Street. And there's all the desks. Yeah. And they're yeah. all I thought you meant like a conference room. No, 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 no. When they're all like... Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so I had seen videos. I saw someone like Jerry Seinfeld go to Wall Street. And then I saw the Sex in the City thing. And I was like, hmm, okay, I could watch half of that movie. But I think this is, like, I think it is, like, somewhat satire, but it's also, like, pretty realistic. People could be like, I want that. Yeah, and people are like, that was it. That was me back in the 80s. Mm. Yeah, I guess we'll start. Also, star-studded film. Agreed, yeah. Didn't Jonah Hill say he, like, took, like, a $20 paycheck for this movie or something? I never heard anything he, like, like that. I don't know if he like took like blew off another project for this or like I think he I feel like he just took a a really shitty paycheck and he knew it. But, but just because he wanted to be in this movie. Yeah, and then he was nominated for something, right? Mm-hmm. Jonah Hill is he wearing fake teeth? Or is he actually moving his face that differently? Cuz I feel like Hmm. Uh, he looks the most different than he normally does. I feel like he had like some prosthetics or something. Yeah, I think so too. Also, he's supposed to be like on drugs the entire time. <laughs> yeah, this was a re- released on Christmas 2013. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it cost a hundred million dollars to make. That's so stupid. Opening weekend, it made eighteen million. Wow. Awkward. But worldwide, it made four hundred million. So, how does this movie begin? I would love to know what so, the fuck It sounds like to. an ad for this company called Stratton Oakmont. They're kind of doing different, like, clips. In New York City, on Wall Street, you got you see the bull. Love the bull. There's a lion walking through an office. Okay. I put, presumably, Wall Street. Uh, Stratton is a financial company. I found out later it's called a brokerage. <laughs> okay. And their, like, tagline is... Stratton Oakmont Stability, integrity, and pride And then you see like the lion Cut to Leonardo DiCaprio Also known as Jordan And he's doing like the narration of this entire movie Breaks the fourth wall quite a bit Oh my god I don't yeah. know if he did on your half but yeah, he, he did Yeah Fun It was He's starting to get Tom Hanksy on me where oh. There's so much overlap between all these roles That it's like hard to watch Except the only difference is Tom Hanks has the likable appeal outside. Leonardo Leo no. is nasty. <laughs> We're starting to think you're nasty, Leo. Um, uh, formal middle class made $49 million at 26. And he goes, that really pissed me off because I was a few million dollars away from making a million dollars every hour or something ridiculous and then in that moment i think i fell asleep because i was like why would i this movie has nothing to do with me <laughs> there is not one thing in this dollars? movie that piqued my interest except for a couple of the actors 
Were, but you, on none... a, were you on a boat at all in your half? Yeah. There's a lot of boats. Yeah. Except rich people boats seem scary. Yeah, I don't like rich people boats. I'd yeah. rather be on a sailboat. Rich people boats seem like they always have like uh, some captive women on there for entertainment. Yeah. Every time I see a video of a celebrity on a boat, there's like something's something's fishy. Yeah, there's like some adult entertainers that are being held. Um. So Leo's talking about his life, and then he breaks the fourth wall. Fourth wall because he's like driving in this Ferrari, and it's like a red Ferrari. And then he goes, no, 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 it was a white Ferrari, not a red one. And then it changes? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I love movie tricks. And then he says, I take Quaaludes 10 to 15 times a day for back pain, Adderall to stay focused, Xanax to take the edge off, pot to mellow me out, cocaine to make me wake up again, morphine because it's awesome, money is my favorite drug, makes you a better person. And then we go to a flashback to about 1987 when he gets his job as a connector. Uh, so the connector is like the person in the stocks who calls people and can- finds rich people and connects them to his boss so they can like buy stocks from each other or whatever. I see. So he's just the middleman. He meets Matthew McConaughey, which I didn't see very much of later on. I saw Matthew McConaughey in the closing credits, and I was like, did I just not notice? No, he was, like, of present time, and then the rest of the movie, I think, is flashback. Or, no, he's of way... Sorry. Let me just look at a pic of Matthew. He's of, like, way, way, way flashback when he first gets hired, like, into, and, like, Leo's still, like, a nice guy who doesn't do drugs and, like, doesn't really curse that much. I see. So he's, like, a flashback from literal his first brokerage job, and then I guess he never comes back. I don't think he does. Um, so, in this flashback, Leo's super nice. He's not cursing. He's just, he's not drinking. And, like, him and Matthew go out for dinner, and Matthew's like, yep, we're going to get two absolute martinis. In seven minutes and one second, bring us another two. Five minutes after that, keep them coming until one of us is passed out. And then he, like, does a, like, hit a Coke. And Leo's oh, like, wow. Love drugs. Leo's like, wow, I can't believe you can do drugs while you're getting through the day and he's like all right all right all right how how else would i get through the day leonardo dicaprio is married to the mother from how i met your mother saw her i was gonna ask if you oh you saw her in the you didn't see her in person no i wrote down to look up who she was in the movie yeah so she was his wife okay again right how did they meet don't know but they were already married when i was there an umbrella there was no umbrella. Was there a blue French horn? Uh-uh. Oh, damn. She dies. <laughs> um, and then, at some point, Leo loses his job after Black Monday, which was the biggest stock market drop ever. Basically, everyone sucked. Everyone got fired. Mm-hmm. So then he took a job at this, like, smaller brokerage where they sell, like, penny stocks, which they think is just taking advantage of people. Sounds right. From what I can understand. Uh, question. Are all stocks taking advantage of people? Yeah, but I think Penny is more... I think like Penny worse. makes the like the broker like stupid rich. I think you're right. This is also... like I don't... I don't... I've never had any interest in stocks. Does the movie explain stocks and shit in the first half? How much does it expect you to know? It expects you to have an idea, I think. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. 
They could be. I did learn a lot for someone who doesn't know anything. I did learn a lot. You learned the word brokerage. Yeah. Uh, he meets Jonah Hill there, and Jonah gives Leo crack for the first time, which is fun to watch, I guess, for some people. Um, not me. Also, there's just, like, for no reason, they'll just, like, cut to really raunchy sex scenes that go on for longer than they need to. They go on for so long, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just, like, always on his mind. Yeah. And, like, I get what they were trying to do by, like, having them just, like, scream out profanities the entire movie. <laughs> but it's also, like... Also, like, at some point you're screaming so many that it's just, like, it's not even, like... Exces- it's not like you're doing anything different. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you say cunt meaning. in every sentence, it doesn't mean... Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe that's the point. Do you think he swears a lot in the book? Do you think we should read the book? I'll read the second half of the book and you read the first oh half. Oh my god. So, he meets Jonah. They're at this like smaller brokerage. And then they decide that they're going to make their own brokerage. So that's where... Oh my god, I lost my notes. Well, guess it's over. <laughs> <laughs> that's the episode. They make their own the brokerage. And that's where the... Whatever it's called, Statman Oakmont comes from. Where they're trying to do the penny stock things again. And so they find... They're old pals, Seaweed, who sells weed and something else, Chester, who sells weed and tires, Robbie, who mostly sells weed. They're all salesmen. And so, yep. Do you know who John Bernthal is? No. God damn it. I don't know his character's name in this. He might be one of those. Probably. He's like a sleazy looking dude with big earlobes. He has like a... Like, dark hair, and, like, he has, like, his facial hair here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say that one was Robbie. I think it might have been Robbie. Are you familiar with the show The Bear? <laughs> yeah. You know how Carmi's brother's dead? Yeah. It's that guy. Is the dead brother in The Bear. Oh, really? I haven't met him yet. Like, I think the first time you see the actor who portrays him is in the Christmas episode. Oh. I could be wrong, but... Um, yeah, so they get them involved. It takes them a minute. Of, like, trying to convince them because those guys don't want to do it because why would they want to put on a shirt, you know? Yeah, no, they're, like, super busy being bums. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Leo convinces them. And the whole time, like, every time they cut to How I Met Your Mother, she's, like, Teresa is her name. She's, wait. Wait a minute. Was Teresa her name in How I Met Your Mother? It's definitely with a T. What is it? Tammy? It's not Tammy. Is it, um, Tulsa? What's her name? Kristen Milliani. Milliani. Excuse me, Tracy. Tracy. Oh, they are saying it's Tracy Milliani for a second. No, no, okay. she plays Tracy in the CBS sitcom How I Met Your Mother from 2013 to 2014. Okay, that's upsetting. Um, <laughs> just to think about. Wow, that's the same year. Oh wow, busy. Year for, good for her. Big year for her. Every they keep like kind of cutting back to her, and she's like, "Why are you, like?" Are you sure you should be doing this? Is this legal? Also, sorry, throughout the whole thing, which I think you get a little bit more focus on, they kind of sprinkle in that the FBI is onto him. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. Um, also, okay, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. So eventually they start this brokerage, make huge sales, boom, 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 bringing in tons of money. 
There's like at one point where they bring in a naked marching band and then like a bunch of like sex workers and then like caterers. They're all in the office. They're all celebrating because they're making a ton of money. He goes on this whole thing about how like things started getting out of hand and they started to put up no fucking signs between nine and seven. And then Seaweed like broke it because he some girl was like giving him head on the glass elevator Man, they're just fucking. It was just all like a time. whole montage for no, no reason. So then, to enforce the rules, because no one was following the no sex between nine and seven rule, which is insane. He hires his dad to be the enforcer. Ah, uh, is Max. his dad kind of round? Yeah, kind of bald. He wears like a ring. Yeah, he has like cufflinks. Yeah, they call him Mad Max. Okay, yeah. Yep. So they hire in Max. Um, so then Max starts looking at, like, their financials and shit, and, like, Max will come in and yell at Leo, and he's like, why the fuck did you spend $430 million on this? And he's like, they're business expenses! And he goes, why did you need a $26,000 dinner? And he's like, because he ordered all the sides! And he points at Jonah Hill, and he's like, I did, I ordered all the sides! And it's, that's that, back and forth. <laughs> and also when when Max walks in they're sitting in the conference room like fucking shooting the shit and they're talking about this party that they're gonna have where they're going to they show a clip of it in the beginning and then they cut away but they're basically throwing a little person onto a target with a bunch of money on it like a velcro target so we see that scene early on and then they're talking about doing it and they like do flashes of it and then they just get into this really gross like four minute rant about what they could do to the little person. Like, can we throw it? Like, what if we hurt him? And it was just really upsetting. And, yeah. like, not... Like, it genuinely was not funny. Like, even if... Like, it just wasn't funny. Was it funny. supposed to be funny? I don't know what it was supposed to be. Or I don't know if it was supposed to be like, wow, these guys are assholes. Pro- I, hope. I don't think they needed to do that. This guy wrote his own book. He does look like an asshole. Yeah. So they did talk about that for a few minutes, and I was kind of relieved when when Max came in. And then he's like, what is E&J Entertainment? And they all start laughing. And he goes, I know that those are hookers, and blah, blah, blah. And then he like talks to Leo, and he goes, what's going on at home anyway? And he goes, like, Leo's def- probably fucking, but it's less, like, on him. It's more on everybody else in the office of, like, people fucking. <laughs> he's so, not the worst Like, fucker. yeah, you kind of forget sometimes if he's married or not still. He's like, no, right. I still love her. Like, it's just like, she doesn't have that smell anymore. Just gross. And then the dad, Max, is like, me and your mother, you think we jump each other every time we see each other? And then Leo's like, you should see the ladies now, man. They're bald. And then they talk about bushes for like three minutes. Who, Jonah and Leo? No, Leo and his dad. What the... <laughs> And Dad's like, I kind of like the bush. Should we be saying fuck a lot in this episode just Probably. to match the energy? Yeah. Uh, but then Leo's like... Bring in the strippers. Leo's like, what did he say? He called it like a bald baby, which I didn't like. That's not disgusting. cool. So, not fun. I really almost tapped out so many times and just let, read a synopsis. <laughs> and tried to guess the middle. Uh, let's see. Fuck Free Zone, Hire Dad. Oh, and then Margot Robbie comes out. Uh, she goes to a party. Leo sees her. Also, this is when Jonah's trying, like, Quaaludes for the first time. So that's a whole thing. Not the last. Oh, and, well, Jonah 
on Quaaludes is like I grew up with Steve Madden, who's like up and coming in the shoe game at this point. So it's like a little mm, hit. That is useful yeah, information. Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah I that barely is a piece got the start. Yeah. And so then, then Margot Robbie walks into the party. Also, Tracy, T- Teresa's here at the party. And so Leo goes up to Margot Robbie. Robbie is obviously in love. Teresa's like trying to get his attention. And then Jonah comes out and just starts jerking off in the middle of the party. Uh, and so that kind of ruins the vibe for everybody. And then... Leo's at dinner with Margot Robbie, and she's like, so I was kind of surprised you asked for my number, and he was like, why are you surprised? And she's like, aren't you married? And he goes, we can't be friends. And then obviously they start fucking like a lot all the time, and they talk all the time, and then at some point Leo comes home, and Teresa's like there, and he's fucking Margot in the limo. And then oh Teresa, like, pulls him out, and she's like, get out of here, what are you doing? Fuck you, who is that bitch? Going off and on. And Leo's like, I thought you were going to be at the beach house. I thought you were going to be at the beach house. He just keeps saying, I'm sorry. And then they get a divorce is pretty much all that happened. And then they clearly hate each other. Oh, the part that I laughed at was they have security. They have two guys. They have two different guys who work two different shifts for security. And they're both named Rocco. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They bought a house on Long Island. They got married. Um, He bought her a yacht named Naomi because that's her name. Margot Robbie's character? Yep. Okay. So, um, they live in Long Island. Basically, he's still, like, fucking people at the office. So then, in the middle of the night, he'll, like, say the name Venice, which I thought was a funny choice because he could, like, say Venice was anything. Or, like... Truly, yeah. <laughs> Venice could be many things. <laughs> and she, like, wakes him up with, like, throwing a glass of water in his face. And she's like, who the fuck is Venice? You were saying her name all night in your sleep. And then it took him way too long to be like, oh, it's because we were talking to these partners from Venice, which he could have just like. I would have said it was the city immediately if I was being a scoundrel. What? A hundred percent. Yeah. But then it's like back and forth clips of him like fucking this girl named Venice. And then they have a child. There is a child. And he's like, so then after my uh, morning routine of fighting with Naomi, I wake up, take a shower go into the steamer, sweat all all the drugs in my system, and then start up my day again. And then it shows him take more pills. And then he goes, and then I try to patch things up with Naomi. And he goes into the kids' room, and then Naomi does, like, this weird thing where she's, like, trying to punish him by taking away sex, and she's not wearing panties. And then they both forget, well, she mostly forgets that there's a teddy bear in the child's room with a security with cameras that Rocco's are watching. Mm. And it's pointing right at her, showing Leo that she's not wearing panties. And then everybody has a good laugh, except for me. And then <laughs> um, somebody called, I think Max calls Leo, and he's like, the FBI's after you. And he's like, well, can you do something about it? Blah, blah, blah. And this is where like they start to get really stressed about the FBI. And then he invites the agents onto the Naomi, and that's where it ends. Uh, he also has, like, two hookers on the Mi- Miami, or on the Naomi, to, I don't know, try and woo the FBI agents. I don't think it worked, but then it it ended for me. Yeah. Also, oh, they brought Steve Madden to Wall Street, and, like, they were like, we're gonna sell so many Steve Madden stocks. This is before they brought the FBI onto the, yeah, yeah. but, yeah. 
I hate so much to interrupt from the post-production part of this podcast, but Jordan Belfort would want me to promote myself. So there is a Patreon for this show. It's the same Patreon that was used on the Jawbreakers podcast. So there's over 200 posts that are backdated from the past few years of that show. So I know the show's new, but there's plenty of stuff on there. Every single week at the $6 level, we do a... um phone wallpaper download so there's like fun digital downloads on there or you can also support at the two dollar level and that'll get you early access to episodes as well as like updates and whatnot so it's just the two levels two dollars or six dollars super super affordable but really really helps us because there are just like a few upkeep fees that come with running a podcast there are also bonus episodes that are exclusive to the Patreon, so if you want to hear absolutely everything we've ever put out, you will need to be a patron to do that. If not, it's very helpful to just listen to the show, leave reviews, and tell your friends if you like it. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. So I started at the FBI on the boat. The FBI agent is Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Okay. And he's talking to Leo. They're both playing coy, which was pissing me off as a place to start because That's... they're both like, hey, I know what you did. And he's like, well, I'm not going to say what I did. And I'm like, someone should say. <laughs> That's so annoying. Actually, I'm not sure if anyone ever actually says what it is. I mean, I guess. No, they do. They do. They list the charges later. But there was quite a while where I was like, okay, we get it. No one wants to say. Right. Can someone tell me what's happening? <laughs> And Leo's kind of like, yeah, I'm really good at making money for people. I could do that for you. And then Coach Taylor's like, um, you trying to bribe a FBI agent right now? And he's like, no, sir, I'm not. If that were the case. And then he lists like all the loophole reasons why what he just said wouldn't hold up in court. And then they have some back and forth like that. And Coach Taylor gets pissed off. Leo's kicks him off the yacht. He's like, you're no longer welcome on my yacht. Coach Taylor's like, cool, I'm going to arrest you one day. I hope you look forward to that. Then Leo needs to catch a flight. I believe related to the fact that the FBI is hot on his tail. That was kind of the thought that I had. It's yeah. he's Most of what I saw was him trying to move his money around. Uh-huh. And he also takes us through um, his quaalude process. Right. So it's like... The different phases of him using quaaludes, the earlier ones are, like, um, he's at work, then he has, like, a party situation, then, like, a horrifying few moments of him, he, I, to say he's having sex is incorrect, because he is so zonked out, but there's a woman having sex with his zonked out body. Right. And then they, and all of this is to prepare for his flight, so then he's on the plane, and he wakes up all of a sudden on the plane, and he's like, Jonah Hill, what happened? And Jonah Hill's like, you don't remember? You got tased by the pilot, and now you're tied to your chair. And he's like, what the fuck? And then it shows a little flashback from, you know, the same flight, where he is, like, groping and humping a flight attendant and, like, doing drugs in this back room, and, like, the pilot had to come in and, like, take him down. Right. Did you have a character named Rugrat? He's like a little round dude with a toupee. He's like BFFs with Jonah Hill. He seems to be the connection to Steve Madden. Hmm. I'm gonna say no. Okay, so Rugrat, Jonah, and Leo meet (laughs) with... They meet with a Switzerland bank account man. 
Okay. They're like, how, what's, what are the rules regarding putting all my money in Switzerland? And they're like, I don't know, there really aren't any. They're like, cool. Then uh, Leo's on a bench with an older blonde woman. Ring is, a bell? Is this Margot? No. Like, old woman. Oh! Is it Margot's aunt? Nope. It's not Margot's aunt. Nope, it's a different lady. Uh, it's also not his mom. She tells him... Uh, she tells him that she's worried about his drug habit. She thinks he might have one. Oh, she thinks. Yeah. And he's like, what makes you say that? And she's like, well, because it's cold out and you're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, my God, is she hitting on me? I should try to fuck her. And then he, she's like, oh, my God, is he hitting on me? That's disgusting. And then they part ways. So I don't really know what her deal is. Then uh, cut to Leo fucking on a bed of money. For what? Then we've got a situation. Leo and Mikey from the Bear and Margot Robbie have a blonde girl who I think is Margot Robbie's aunt, okay. whose name is Anna, maybe? Joanna. Okay, yeah. Sure. So Joanna is from Switzerland, maybe? Somebody's from Switzerland. Uh, also, Margot Robbie, what was her accent in your movie? I swear, Yelling. she was just straight up Australian the first time <laughs> she was introduced, and then when they moved to Long Island, she just straight up had a Long Island accent. Maybe that's what she was doing. <laughs> they figure they can get uh, Anna or Joanna's family to smuggle over $20 million into Switzerland just because they have like regular Swiss passports, okay. and they can just smuggle it straight into the country, and then they do. Easily. Um, they just smuggle it straight in. They make a handful of trips back and forth to move this money from wherever the fuck Jonah Hill is at to Switzerland. Jonah scores some rare vintage quaaludes called the Lemon 714. They take them, and they're sitting there, and they're watching TV, and they're not kicking in, and they're getting pissed off because they just got these rare quaaludes that they thought were a myth because they're so rare. Yeah. Leo gets a call from probably Mad Max. Hey, well, I saw him, but I don't know his name or what he, what his deal is. Yeah. He calls. He's like, you got to get to a different phone. You got to get to a different phone. So Leo's like, okay, cool. So he runs out of the house. He goes to a pay phone or somebody else's house. I don't know. He uses a phone yeah. elsewhere. Calls Mad Max back. He's like, what's up? Hey, your phone's tapped. The FBI is on to you. Your work and your home house, your house phone are tapped. Don't talk on them. Mm. During this phone call. The quaaludes kick in. They were just late. He took more. Him and Jonah took more. And then it turns out it just took like 90 minutes to kick in. So he has just taken an ass load of really old quaaludes. And he is on the floor. No bones. Nothing's working. The dude's screaming through the phone. Hey, what's up, man? No, nothing. He's, but he's like, I got to get home to tell Jonah to stop using my fucking phone. Yeah. Because he's probably just sitting there using my phone right now. But he can't really walk. So he crawled. This is actually when I left. He crawls himself out to the front, and he's like, I can just roll down these stairs. And he throws himself down the stairs, which <laughs> actually did not make me laugh. It sounded, looked really, really painful. But <laughs> That's then. so ridiculous. There's this super long scene. What does he drive? A Ferrari? Yeah. He's trying. He's on the ground. And he's trying to kick open the scissor door of the Ferrari that, like, folds <laughs> yeah. upward into the air. <laughs> and he's it just goes on for so long. It went on for long enough that I was like, this is kind of funny. That's pretty good. Then he 
he gets in his car. He can't stand up. He gets in his car and drives home. And his narration is like, I just drove really slow. There's only a mile. I made it. Not a scratch on me. Not a scratch on the car. He gets into the house. Jonah Hill is slurring just on the phone. Yeah. Margot Robbie's like, hey, what's up? Why is everybody this fucked up? Leo's like throwing himself at Jonah Hill to try to stop him from doing whatever he's doing. He's thrashing around. I don't know. He wrestles the phone out of his hand. They're both on the ground. They're not doing well. Jonah tries to bite eat some like deli meats that are on a platter and immediately chokes. Um and he, he's laying on the ground choking. Leonardo DiCaprio's got a phone cord wrapped around his entire body, he can barely stand up. Margot Robbie's just standing there screaming for help. Leonardo DiCaprio fumbles around, gets a first aid kit, gets some smelling salts from inside the first aid kit, dumps them down his nose. <laughs> And he has this rush of adrenaline. He gets up. He's smacking on Jonah Hill's chest. He's blowing air in his mouth. He's getting the meat <laughs> out of his throat. Jonah Hill coughs and spits all this meat onto his face. Jonah Hill's alive. Margot Robbie's like, bro, your child lives in this house. Can you guys not do this here and now, please? I'm glad you had upsetting scenes. <laughs> But, like, also, I don't know from what you just described, I don't want to watch that. I, like, genuinely have no interest in they seeing this. They were pretty, ex- like, there were some scenes that, like, actually made me, like, very uncomfortable. No, yeah, this is, like, not a fun movie to watch. <laughs> no, it's not. I'd rather watch Human Centipede Well, that's one. kind of why I was, like, I don't think these are characters that are easy to idolize. Like, if anyone actually does, which they do, I've seen Instagram accounts that are, like, yeah, Wolf of Wall Street, which is weird, considering the context that these guys are just on drugs ruining their lives. Right. I think even Jordan Delmore or whatever the fuck like, is... Yeah. yeah, I think even he knows. So then the the cops knock on the door. Leo's like still straddling Jonah Hill. Yeah. The cops knock on the door, and then Leo's like, What's up, officers? I'm just going to take a nap. And they're like, No, you're not. Did you drive your car just now? And he was like, No, maybe and then they go and look outside and it's beat to shit he's like run down every stop sign he like hit a billion trees and (laughs) other cars and like barely made it there (laughs) um so yeah so he's encouraged to step down probably by mad max or some other advisor and he goes to give a speech on wall street and he's talking about how he's gonna step down but then like partway through he decides that that's not fun so he's actually going to stay in his role. And then everyone does drugs and parties more. And the FBI is pissed off about that. There's a yacht party. Everyone's fucked up. Mikey from the Bears got naked women all over him. Mm-hmm. Rugrat calls. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah Hill answered. Rugrat's like, hey, Steve Madden shares are pulling out. The Steve Madden shares are dropping. Leo explains that that doesn't make sense because the only person who could be pulling out of them is Steve Madden because the rest of the shares are owned by Leo. Yeah. So there's something going on. Well, they think that Steve Madden is getting cold feet because Leonardo DiCaprio is under investigation by the FBI. So he's trying to pull out of that. Margot shows up crying. Her aunt is deceased. (gasps) Oh, when her aunt showed up to the wedding, Margot was so happy. She didn't think she was going to be there. She died. 
Wow. She died. And then Leo's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for you. She has an account with 20 million of my dollars in it. How do I get that back? So Leo, within 20 seconds of finding out that this aunt is dead, is like, we're going to go find a way into Switzerland to go get this money. So we need to sail the yacht the wrong direction through precarious weather to go to like... I forget what place, so that they could drive into Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And Margot Robbie's character is like, yo, can, but I want to go to the funeral. And he's like, she's already dead. She'll be dead tomorrow. She'll be dead in a week. It doesn't matter when you get there. <sighs> so then they sail the yacht mm-hmm. in really bad weather. Everyone's on drugs. The pilot, or the, the captain is like, no, no, it'll be fine. And he's clearly just being bribed. Really bad idea. Water is coming aboard. It is sinking. <laughs> he got on another Titanic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the yacht is sinking. He's like, Jonah, get the quaaludes. This boat is going down. I'm not dying sober. Quote. <laughs> yeah, Margot Robbie's pissed. Yeah. As she should be. And uh, it sinks. And they get rescued in a helicopter. And also a rescue plane shows up to save them. And it explodes. And three people die. And Leonardo DiCaprio is <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is sitting on the like rescue boat where they're continuing to party. Everyone's dancing and doing drugs on the fucking rescue boat, and he's sitting there in like his little rescue blanket. And he's like, "That was a big wake up call for me. I don't know for what. I didn't feel like he woke up. Yeah." And then he's like, "Oh, he's like, I gotta get my shit together." So then he has a commercial for Jordan Belfort's Straight Line, and they're doing that commercial. This is the other part where I laughed. And he gets arrested during the commercial. <laughs> so it's still, like, all in the commercial style with, like, the phone number up on the screen. But Coach Taylor, the FBI agent, shows up and is like, hey, it's over. It's over. We're arresting you. Turn off the camera. He's like, no, I'm in the middle of shooting something. <laughs> and um, what happened is... Wait, this is based on a true story. I didn't realize that when I got to this part. The... One of those... Okay, I don't fucking know all the pieces... Rugrat was associated with a lawyer from Switzerland who got pulled under because he was also representing Rocky Aoki, who is the founder of Benihana. And so I guess when Benihana went under because of Rocky Aoki's bad finances, so did this Switzerland guy, and the Switzerland guy was tied to Rugrat, who was tied to Jonah Hill slash uh, Jordan Belfort. So I don't know. Benihana took him down, though. And there's a whole sequence of Benihana clips. Like in a Benihana restaurant? Yeah, like a Benihana commercial. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The bail is set at $10 million. It becomes really obvious really fast that they really are just, they're going to keep Leonardo DiCaprio's character locked up. He gets out, I guess. And Jonah Hill is like, I'll pay for everything you need. Don't worry about your house. Like you, Margot Robbie doesn't need to stress anymore about that. And he, Leo's like, thank you. I would do this for you too doubt it he did take deli meats out of his throat yes he did he did he did do that so he was he does want to keep him alive yeah that's true he had a moment though where he was hovering over him and he wasn't doing anything and margot was going he has children <laughs> you have to do something he has children honestly margot robbie's character should have tried to save jonah Hill. I didn't like that she just stood there screaming. Yeah, also, if she's clearly the only one that's... Cl- like- when Leonardo DiCaprio can't stand up, 
You're right. Or just start punching him in the throat. Like, if he's going to die anyway. Like, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Do something, yeah. I, uh, yeah, Jonah Hill doesn't seem to get that Leonardo DiCaprio's character is, like, off the drugs and alcohol, though. And he's like, I don't get why you'd want to be sober. That's, like, not fun at all. And Leo's like, no, this is what I do now, and I drink non-alcoholic beer. Margot and Leo have sex for the last time. Um, he's trying to fuck, and she's like, I don't really want to do this. And then she gets really sarcastic about it. And they do end up having sex, I guess. And then she's like, that's the last time we're breaking up and I'm getting a divorce and fuck you. And then he loses his mind about that, runs into their living room, cuts open a couch cushion, pulls out a huge bag of blow, starts just doing it. There's feathers everywhere. (laughs) Um, Then he's like, you can't stop me because he just fucking shoves so much shit in his face. Then he takes the child from her bedroom and he puts the child in the car and he gets in the driver's <gasps> seat and Margot Robbie's like, stop, hello. And she's trying to close the garage door. He plows through the garage door with the child in the passenger seat, smacks his face. He just hits some shit behind him. He like accelerated really fast backwards. He gets all smacked up. The kid's pretty much okay, but really scary moment. Margot Robbie gets the kid out of the car. Um, there's also another woman there who might be like a nanny or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Also, I forgot. Leonardo DiCaprio's character agrees to wear a wire. The FBI agent's like, you'll do better if we agree to wear a wire. So after this incident where he tries to steal his own kid, he's getting wired up and he... (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Just like... (laughs) At no point in my half was I like, oh, I'm interested. And then no point... Like there's been nothing that has made me think... I wish I saw that. Oh, that makes it all worth it. Um, you know, right. So he's wearing a wire and he goes and is like, Hey, Jonah Hill's character. Like, do you, do you remember like all that money that we were going to, I don't know what he says, yeah. but he passes Jonah Hill a note. That's like, don't incriminate yourself. I'm wearing a wire. So then Jonah Hill's like, <laughs> I don't know. And then they don't really get anything on him, but he gives up. Ev- he quote, gave up everyone. So the FBI busts up the whole office, which is all in party mode, yeah. and the FBI is just arresting people left and right. Mm-hmm. And then Leonardo DiCaprio's character only got to do three three years of prison because he turned he in turned so in many over. people. As he's being arrested, he and got leaving- all of those people involved. That's so shitty. Yeah, as he's being arrested, everyone's like looking at him like he's God. Like, the camera's, like, moving through this crowd, and everyone's like, oh, my God, like, he, this is our guy. Uh, and I don't know why it was like that. Then Coach Taylor, the FBI agent, is riding the subway home, and he's looking around. I didn't really get what that moment was about. I think it's because Leonardo DiCaprio was making fun of him for not making much money in his job. Okay. And now he, like, just busted this guy who makes millions, and he's, like, riding the subway home. But he was also looking at other people on the subway as if it meant something, so I don't know if they were people I should have known or what. Then Leo arrives at prison. He is scared until he realizes everything in prison is for sale, and he thinks that he does really well there. Then it cuts to before... They don't show any prison stuff. They show him on the bus to prison, Uh and they have the narrator say, everything's for sale. And then it cuts to New Zealand. Okay. A TED stage or like a keynote speaker. St- it's not TED. Yeah, yeah, but 
but it's just like a keynote speaker stage and some guy's introducing and he's like I've met a lot of badass people in my day but this is the most badass guy ever and then he introduces Jordan Belfort to give yeah. a speech about the psychology of selling things and then he does a speech and then the credits roll how are you supposed to feel <laughs> i actually reroute rewound and watched that again because i was like there's no way that it just cuts to him as a keynote speaker wow. it does which is part of why i got lost because i'm Right, like, was there something in the beginning that, like, made him... Right, I wanted you to bring up, like... This is why he's so He always dreamed of being a keynote speaker. No, he was literally... His whole thing was, I just want to make money. I'm good at sales. He's good at sales. True. He does want to make money. He does make money. He does do all that But he also, like, screws over everybody. Just absolutely everyone. Everyone. He's abusive to everybody. He yeah. does not have... I mean, at least didn't have control of his addictions in a mm-hmm. way that was very damaging to people around him. Yeah. He was selfish. Mm-hmm. Dangerous. And That's... he went to prison for three years. He's still alive. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty young, right? Yeah, I guess that was like in the 80s. <laughs> it's like not that long ago. He was also really young when everything happened. Yeah. <laughs> cryptocurrency oh i bet he loves crypto previously skeptic having called bitcoin freaking insanity and mass delusion <laughs> as as belfort learned more about cryptocurrency than the prices skyrocketed he changed his mind belfort has declined offers to create world to create wolf themed nfts despite saying that he could easily make 10 million honestly he would yeah yeah Belfort has also said that he is massively looking forward to regulation of cryptocurrency. Oh, I guess you missed the part. It was important, I guess, but in the grand scheme of the movie, I don't really think it's important. Um, someone came in and like interviewed him, basically wrote like a shit piece on him and called him the Wolf of Wall Street, but it was like a negative thing. Basically, how they're right, taking the advantage of everyone, yeah. right? And then he went and like yelled at Teresa about it. He has a cameo in the closing scene. Oh, he's the host that introduced Jordan Belfort. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, so, like, also, does that mean they ran everything past? Like, I just, I don't understand. Was he, like, I guess... He wrote his first book in the days following his release from prison. I'm not gonna read the book, right? But You're one not- reason I might would be to answer the question, how does how does he feel about it? Yeah. Okay, so the cover of the book, the subtitle on it says, Stock Market Millionaire at 23, Federal Convict at 36, I partied like a rock star, lived like a king, and barely survived, my rise and fall as an American entrepreneurial icon. Jesus Christ. The prosecutor who led the criminal investigation said that he invented much, and the real Balfour story still includes thousands of victims who lost hundreds of millions of dollars that they never will be repaid. Right. In 2017, he went to write Way of the Wolf, Straight Line Selling, Master the Art of Persuasion, Influence, and Success. It details the sales technique he uses along other side. Oh, this guy, I don't like him. I don't like him. No. I actually, like, wish I didn't stream this on Netflix. I wish I would have streamed this on iWatch Movies or something. <laughs> I watch movies 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 
dot net. <laughs> oh no, I think he's just a bad guy. I mean, yeah, he. That's what I'm saying. I don't like that he he pumped and dumped before people even had. Yeah. No. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that he's just like. He's like, yeah, I did all the things, but he's just known as like like for him to write a fucking sales technique book in 2017 you know those business boys are gonna love that shit i also i think i would uh, like the movie more (laughs) none of those words made sense i think i could get the movie if it was fake (laughs) yeah then i could know more confidently that they were making fun of or like satirizing the lifestyle mm-hmm. i don't trust that that's what's happening i that's i think he liked the movie i mean he was in it right okay so people i guess yeah i mean the people who post like a bunch of wolf of wall street quotes on instagram don't seem particularly hinged yeah but i do wonder do they idolize the drug use as well well my brain, like, really wants to compare him to Andrew Tate. Yeah, and sure. I, so- I guess, I mean, obviously this is like also a womanizing. much different time period. Right. But, like, I think that uh, the influence kind of reminds me of it. Okay, you guys are freaking me out. You were both shaking so weird. Um, Why are you guys like this? <laughs> you look like you just walked out of a sewer. <laughs> You you squeezed onto that. She did. Yeah, it was laying down. I don't know. You use the stock market. Like I don't. I don't understand why he's still allowed to make money. Isn't that normally illegal? Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's not for financial crimes. Yeah, maybe it's not for financial crimes. Oh I know you can't God. profit off of murdering people. That's Wait, hold crazy. On, hold on. I need to read this before I. Okay. Well, he's a trumper. So. Okay. Yeah, he's literally a trumper. Which is, I mean, not is. a surprise yeah, at all. But like he literally said, I I voted for Trump. I became pro Trump. Don't clip that. <laughs> Next week on the old switcheroo, <laughs> you clip together the. <laughs> Alexis reveals her 2016 presidential vote. I voted for Trump. I became pro Trump. <laughs> this is disgusting. At least you didn't watch it for three hours. Dude, that's exhausting. It actually is. That's way too long. Yeah, no. Maybe that's the point, is for it to be exhausting? Yeah. Alright. Um, fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Who are the top three bills? Oh, you guessed it. We got Leonardo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, and Margot Robbie. Okay, well, I'm marrying Margot Robbie. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, of those two, I'm killing Leo and I'm... Wait, are we doing? Wait, are we doing the characters or the actors? Uh, the characters. The characters. Okay, okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm gonna fuck Jonah Hill. <laughs> at least, like, at least Jonah Hill characters look like he's somewhat fun. His selfishness is more pure, kind of. Yeah. It seems more honest. Yeah. He's looking out for himself. Yeah. And maybe Leo. Mm-hmm. No, Leonardo DiCaprio, any... I feel like you could backstab anybody at any time. Yeah, I don't want... I don't want to get... I uh, also, like, I actually prefer that I didn't see Jonah Hill's character fuck anybody. I'm sure he did. Yeah. I don't... Well... Oh, yeah, there was, like, him and um, Leo, like, took turns. Mm. Where, like, 
Yeah, they like they had a threesome. Yeah. So I but I didn't I don't recall anything. Whereas I just did see Leonardo DiCaprio do some raunchy shit yeah, yeah, that I'd yeah, rather yeah. keep at an arm's distance. No, I feel like what I saw Leo do was worse than what I saw Jonah do. I keep getting that line from Taylor Swift's "The Man" stuck in my head. I'd be just like Leo and San Tropez. Because he put parties. The thing is, I just don't trust that he's not partying like all these fucking characters. You don't play the Great Gatsby and the guy from Wolf of Wall it's Street. It's kind of sus. And have a reputation as a womanizing rich yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, a piece of trivia before we close. Yeah. Oh, it popped up with how would I rate Wolf of Wall Street. You're lucky I don't have an IMDb account. The actor snorted crushed vitamin B pills for scenes that involved cocaine. Jonah Hill claimed he evident he eventually became sick with bronchitis after so much inhaling and had to be hospitalized. Um, that's actually crazy. They make them inhale something up their nose for that. Yeah. Like. They shouldn't have to do that. No, that's like actually bad for. Or your it system. should be like, like that's like one take. Also, can you just take vitamin? What was it? B. Can you just snort vitamin B? Like, is that normal? Like. Fake cigarettes, herbal cigarette, whatever. You're probably still getting addicted to, like, the motion of it, you know? Right. To actually make them snort something is actually kind of crazy. Well, I just assumed okay. it was... Yeah, in general, I think that it's understated. I don't think you should snort something up your nose through your... I think if that was a thing, that more people would eat that way. I think <laughs> people... See? I think people don't realize that actors... There's movie magic, but they also have to do, like, a lot of stuff. <laughs> They get, like, beat around and shit, yeah. too. Like, there's a lot going on. They really have to, like, actually go through these motions. But to snort something? That is crazy. I didn't really realize they did that. I assume they had a way of faking it. Yeah, I've never thought about it. Wow. Do you think Rugrat got bronchitis, too, because he was snoring shit? I'm surprised you don't have, like, a snort person snort. You can't. You got Leonardo DiCaprio waking up and snorting shit. You don't hear him complaining about snorting shit. Because he does all the time. Because he got practice. <laughs> in every other movie. <laughs> does he snort something in the in the Titanic? I've never seen him. <laughs> um, I don't think he does. No, but he's he does poor in the Titanic. Almost drowned. Yeah, do you think when the boat was going to sink, he was like, he like took charge. He's like, alright guys, here's how we're going to act. <laughs> I've done this before, actually. <laughs> so, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to Beg for quaaludes. <laughs> yeah, when the boat went down, I was like, I'm definitely not watching the Titanic now. <laughs> There's no need at that point. I've definitely seen everything I need to see. Yeah. What a dumb guy. Well, I guess if you'd like have to choose between Wolf of Wall Street, Great Gatsby, and Titanic, if you do Wolf of Wall Street, you get everything. Including a migraine. 